our GeoQuiz now, we're searching for a tiny island in the middle of the vast South Atlantic Ocean. You might wonder why we'd ask you to name a mere speck of an island. It's an isolated spot 1,000 miles off the coast of West Africa. After Britain abolished slavery, the island became an important way station for ships sailing across the Atlantic, specifically British Royal Navy ships that were intercepting slave ships. Hundreds of thousands of enslaved Africans were taken off slave ships and brought to this island by Royal Navy patrols. It served as a 19th century version of a refugee camp. So we turn to an archaeologist to pick up the story from there. Mark Horton is a professor at the University of Bristol in England. So tell us where you've been carrying out excavations and what you're trying to learn. Well, the story is really quite a horrendous one. The, the slave trade was abolished in 1807, of course, mm. um, although slavery continued yeah. um, right in, through the 19th century, in particular in Portuguese and Spanish colonies in Brazil and in Cuba. And from the 1840s onwards, the Royal Navy mounted patrols to try and intercept the slavers and stopping them reaching Cuba and Brazil. And there were literally hundreds of thousands of slaves coming out of southwest Africa and possibly also Mozambique. And having intercepted these slave boats, they had to put them somewhere. And so um, St. Helena, which was right in the middle, was the obvious choice. And so they basically dumped them there, waiting what to do with them. And many of them were half dead when they were brought off these boats. Partly because during this period, it was an unregulated period of slave trade. So the conditions were even worse in the 19th century in the Middle Passage than they were in the 18th century. So the mortality was really high. And probably a lot of the graves were people who were probably already dead on the slave ships that were brought ashore and buried. So this small island, as you said earlier, is St. Helena. That's the answer to our geo-quiz. Now, I understand you found not just skeletal remains on St. Helena. There are artifacts as well, which may be uh, helpful in identifying where these slaves originally came from. In many ways, yes. What was found um, with these burials was the most touching bit of the whole story, really, because the standard view is that when people went across on the Middle Passage, they were completely stripped bare of their material culture. But actually, what we found in these burials was the remains of that material culture. We found a lot of evidence for beads, for example, glass beads. And it's possible to try and reconstruct where these beads are coming from um, and possibly connecting where the slaves originally came from. We also found quite a lot of textiles. And we also found some tags that may have been like slave tags with identification with numbers and names on them. Although ours were so corroded, we couldn't actually read anything I'm curious, just as an aside, did the British Navy end up having to do battle with, you know, like the Portuguese slave shippers? I mean, England had abolished slaves, but that wasn't the case with a lot of other people. Well, Royal Navy had overwhelming power. So if they were caught, that was that, really. Mm. So they didn't, there's very little evidence of, of pitched battles. The real problem of the Royal Navy is having intercepted all these slaves, what did you do with them? And St. Helena was a very small island. And this kind of rather bizarre footnote to the whole thing is that after they were landed on St. Helena, the Royal Navy then essentially sold them into slavery. Um, it was called indentured servitude, and a lot of them were shipped to British Guyana and to the British Caribbean, as it were, servants, but indentured, so they really had very little freedom. So in some ways, the Royal Navy were making money out of the whole process. Well, that's a strange irony, considering that uh, England had abolished slavery and they kind of got right back into it. I know, but history is full of ironies. 
coincidentally, about 10 days ago, I was on Gore Island in Senegal staring out through that so-called door of no return where slaves would be marched onto ships for the passage never to see Africa again. When you're there, it's overwhelming what that does to your imagination. But to actually see bones and to visualize the horrors of the slave trade, what was that like? Yes, I mean, it is extraordinary that you've got these remains, mothers clutching their babies. Um, we've got um, people who are, as it were, buried together, but they're so entwined that they've clearly had some form of relationship in life. The overwhelming experience is that suddenly you come face to face with the victims of one of the greatest holocausts that humanity has inflicted. And suddenly they're people again. Um, so much of the studies of slavery is statistics, is counting the slaves, millions of slaves. It's almost unimaginable, um, the numbers and the suffering that people endured. But to actually see these poor people in the ground suddenly gives you that personal view of just how awful it really was. Mark Horton, an archaeologist at the University of Bristol, telling us about the slave burial grounds on the island of St. Helena. Thank you very much for speaking with us, Mark. Well, thanks for hearing about our story. And we've posted photos of the slaves' beads and bracelets found on St. Helena at theworld.org. Also, our texting game winners today, Tricia in Houston Angie in Carrollton, Louisiana, and Lachey in Carthage, South Dakota. If you'd like to take part next time, just text GEOQUIZ, one word, GEOQUIZ, to 69866. You're listening to The World from PRI, Public Radio International.